Okay, we're rolling. Rolling, rolling. Uh, uh, Mark, would you like some music for this? Yeah, sure. I always like music. That's how we <laughs> rock and roll. Going. Okay, uh, I'm gonna play a another original by Sneak Machine. Revenge of the Man Beast. <laughs> Oh, wrong one. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't Revenge of the Man. Ready? Here, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do another one. This isn't Revenge of the Mad Beast. There's a Mad Beast that wrote this. I know it's, that. And it's a kind of revenge. This is Dr. Tar. Yeah, this is a scared Professor Feather. What is that shit? <laughs> Just glad to get one. Hello. Hello. Gadfly. Head. 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 Oh, I. I didn't hear Gadfly come in. I was waiting for Gadfly. Like that's the order. I did. I said, I said, I said, I didn't hear him. Somebody's got a kid. Change I heard tar. I heard feather. I'm like, okay, get flying anytime. <laughs> All I hear so sounds like a duck squeaking in the background. <laughs> well, there's our intro. This is Dr. Fucking Head. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> and this is the Blue Fez Boar. And you are listening to Unsane. Unsaved. Radio. 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 Oh. Well, fellow inmates, the <laughs> meds have kicked in fully tonight. Come we closer. In, you're way down there. That's. Yeah, uh, and the jacket is a little too hey, tight, Mark. but that's how I like it. Oh, we're going back to 1957 tonight. Fellow inmates, yes, yes, another gem from 1957 called the Monolith Monsters. Rock on! Yes, <laughs> the Monolith Monsters, clicking in at 77 minutes, starring Grant Williams, star of The Incredible Shrinking Man, and Lola Albright. And, and Doomsday Machine. <laughs> yes. Lola Albright. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, right? So the, the simple premise is, is it's rocks from a meteor. You know, a meteor comes by, crashes into the earth, and then these these strange black rocks, whenever they come into contact with water, uh, they they grow, they expand, and uh, kind of kind of fragment and, and uh, continue growing. And then they threaten this this small town of San Angelo as they spread and they turn into these giant towering skyscraper monoliths they're monsters well, like the crystals they yeah, yeah. Like and then what giant, happens giant yeah. like what magic happens rocks then? they look like magic rocks then they what grow happens? tall then they, they grow tall they fall they over fall they right. crash and, they, and, yeah, they and, grow. and yeah. then they grow again yeah yeah it's like a whole town full of magic rocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Oh yeah. no, giant sea monkeys. No, sorry. We're just lucky they were in a desert. Yeah. That's and right. it rained That's that right. day. <laughs> yeah, water. You don't you know, don't give them water. Just like uh you know Gremlins. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the H Man. Gremlins don't get nearly as tall, but they fall <laughs> over. H Man. H two yeah, Man. This premise sounds so ridiculous. I remember seeing it for the first time. Like I'd heard of it, and I'm like, "Oh God, are I you serious? It. It Rocks? Was... Come on!" But what? It... it, you know, it works. The movie is a lot of fun. It's it's uh, it is it is kind of silly. I, I I love the slow build. It's kind of got this natural build up, and for a short movie, you know, it it has a good pacing, but. Um, this intense kind of musical score, you know. If you if you touch the magic rocks, they uh, they dun, 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 turn dun, your skin into stone. We find out that the the rocks themselves are composed of a whole host of like silica. Like they absorb silicon or silica. So much for big boobs. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, the the models the monoliths are are kind of impressive. They're kind of awesome um, in. In the way they look in the film, for as cheesy as of a premise, it is. I think the movie is really, really effective. I don't and, think uh, the the premise is all that cheesy. I mean, it is, but it can't be any worse than an atomic dinosaur. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't think the. I, I never thought the premise was cheesy at all. I think that's it. It's a good, solid premise. It's just an odd movie that you it know. Is. Oh, it, what are the monsters? Uh, 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 big chunks of rock that keep growing. You know? Crystal yeah. or rock, yeah. right? And that's you know, yeah, like 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 uh, Doctor Head said, you know, when you first saw this, or you know, come on, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's intelligently done. Uh, although it's TV, you yeah. know, e everybody involved were TV people, and so it has that look. You know, it, I wanted to hear the barn, uh, um, um, the uh, what's his name, Andy Griffith, uh, you know, TV show. Um, I wanted to hear that. Yeah, I wanted to hear that when <laughs> on the first scene when you see him in the in the town, you know. Oh, it, we got that magic yeah. rock again. Oh yeah, uh, I mean yeah, it that does was pretty have good. That. You're and right. I, I'm only going to make one other comment about this movie. It has one of the best lines, or best, actually a couple of lines, but one of the best little things that to happen. The scientists, or scientist, and the and the uh, who is he? The you know, uh, the writer, the journalist, the you know the owner of the newspaper, or whatever. Yeah. He says, yeah, look at these. Look at these. Look at this. This is negative cleavage. <laughs> we don't like negative cleavage at all. Yeah. He also has another great line when the, <laughs> he wants these kids to, to go around the town and telling everybody they have to pack up and get to get out of Dodge. And the kids are like, well, how much are we going to get paid? And the kids are like, and he's like, get out of here. When, you know, go do it. And they're talking about kids these days need to get paid. And then the uh, guy who we were just talking about, the negative cleavage, Guy saying, "Yeah, I got the best story of the year for my straggling paper, and it looks like all none of my none of my uh, readers are going to be around to read it or pay for the issue to read it or something like that." Was, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. There was something. It was. Something, I remember it in my head, but, but it did have it. Had that has that whole scene with um, Lola Albright and the little girl that finds the you know the one chunk of crystal. And the whole uh, marriage, you know, that, that, yeah. that was that was that was a little uh, you know, and then, sappy. Then they, then they gonna do it them. like the lizards? They put the formic acid under her nose, and she screams them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Better movie. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you do see an iron lung. So if we're going to put that on the card for the bingo card, how many movies we see with an iron lung? Oh, true. True. Yeah. You know, I saw you that know. scene and all I kept thinking was like, hmm, what kind of song could you put there? <laughs> accordion playing in the background you know bagpipes just back and forth the accordion <laughs> and if I do it really fast she gets <laughs> yeah the, the 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 way the the monstrous rocks are stopped is it's a great temporary solution you know because well they grow with water um and that's what happens when we see the first there were some of these fragments strewn across the desert and some were picked up and and brought back into town but then there's a torrential rain storm and so that's when these rocks are just really going everywhere so they when they realized it was the solution to stop these rocks really just needed saline and luckily san angelo has been you know living in a salt bed so they've been at, there's a salt okay. mine there so they yes. have all the salt available and Get so they off. bust the dam and you know <laughs> wash all the salt and kind of stop the the rocks in their tracks you know because they have 48 hours until the next rain falls so they got two days to figure out what the hell to do with these rocks you know but that's okay that's for another kind of like the blob <laughs> so it doesn't fall <laughs> out the, yeah, we're gonna the, freeze them and drop them off. More the, ice. The <laughs> yeah, well, I think the the practical effects in this are really good. Like uh, the yes. way they shot it um, and stuff. And uh, Tar, who did you say you thought was doing? Uh, I thought it was Clifford Stein. Yeah. Clifford Stein, right? Who worked on King Kong? Right. Yeah, and it's a it's it's remarkable. Like I watched like the that water and the the small miniatures and all that stuff. They are. That's pretty convincing, and I think that's that's really impressive uh, for a low budget. Yeah. yeah, for a low budget. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would I would agree. Yeah, I, w- I was re- I was impressed by the uh, by the special effects, uh, given that such a low budget. Um, and I had never heard I'd never heard of this movie before. Um, so and I didn't do any research into it before I watched it. So Good. I just grabbed the movie and watched it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna admit I thought these things were gonna be giant kaiju monsters or whatever <laughs> rock monsters, and I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, okay, so wait, these things, so it's it's essentially you, you know it's kind of like an environmental disaster movie, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. almost, but so it, it kind of is like on the same plane as uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and how this thing just starts replicating. And I, and I love that these things would tower crack and fracture under their own weight and then throw more of it. And then they would grow. And I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. I was like, I was impressed that I liked the concept and you know, you might complain that, yeah, like the, the TV actors didn't really kind of lift the, the, the production up, but there were some really well staged scenes when they're, when they're finding the little girl at the farm and the, the, whoever lit the lit the scene did a really nice job because they're kind yes. of working their way through the the wreckage, and you you get that nice light play on some of the actors. And I was like, that was and when when they find her and she's just in this catatonic state, and you got the light crisscrossing over. I'm like, oh, that was that was nice. There was some really good stuff about this movie. I, w- I was very very uh, very pleased. Efficient uh, with this low budget B movie. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and and the what. The procedural that they're going through to try to figure out one what what causes the reaction in the stones and why people are dying 
when they come in contact with it, you know, how, how they're spreading. You know, it, it's such a simple answer, but but the way they find out, it, and it's really effective, the shot when the, the, the piece, the fragment of stone is in the sink and he pours out the coffee and you see this oh, rock yeah. kind of growing up from it. it. It reminded me a little bit of those little snakes that you get for you know the the charcoal snakes for fourth of july you light it and it spreads out but there's this kind of fizzing action at the bottom uh, you know bubbling and fizzing like an alka-seltzer or something and then this thing you know starts coming out of the sink and and uh yeah i'm still impressed with the the monoliths themselves and the way they look coming up out of the ground and how they shatter because it really does give that sense of weight and and size when you see them breaking in that slow motion and and i could not find any any kind of information about how those monoliths were made the practical effects what they were constructed of and even like the sites i was going on for people who would like dig into movies and special effects they all said the same thing we can't find any information about what happened with you know what clifford stein did because that was hush hush. Like he, actually, that was it looks like, like they. It didn't leave the movie. No one, no hmm. one could figure out how he made these these great monoliths. If, if you look at it, it looks like uh, when they crash. You know, the, the insides are white. It looks like they are like sculpted plaster. And he's like, and if you watch them, they're like growing from behind. You know, and the smoke hides it. So maybe they're like pushing them up until they fall over, and crash. You know what I mean? Something. Something yeah, it could be because they splinter and break yeah. and. And there is a, a texture inside, but it, yeah, it could be plaster, it could be something like that. But they're they're shiny on the outside. They have like a nice like a, yeah, I love st- that. You know, these stalagmite kind of the you know, shiny, crystal-esque uh, quality. Yeah, yeah. crystalline yeah. looking. Yeah. yeah, and when they fall on splinter, they still like break off into these chunks that that remind me of like when you get natural it, wood yeah. charcoal. It know, looks like the way it should part. be. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we've raised the question of uh, whether it's uh, science fiction or fantasy or a combination of science fiction and fantasy about a lot of movies. Um, I think this is a science fiction movie. Pure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pure science fiction right. movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The, oh, the meteor yeah. from space, the, 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 the organism growing, the alien organism, you know, yes, and, and spreading. And there's not like it's not malevolent. It's not a force behind it. It's just this is just a, a force of nature. Yeah. Uh, you know, to but it is uh, and a, a alien origin. Yeah. Well, that's because you think that it's not alive in the sense of that we are alive. Yeah, right. We you don't. Know, know, it have right. a whole separate a whole separate perception of of you know what they of reality, right. and you know they're just interposed on on us. So we have you know like we like humans have always done. You know. Yeah, it's seeking out. So like maybe it is. Maybe that's maybe it's just a, a life form that we just don't recognize. That very well could be true. Yeah, that's or, what I or, always pictured it as. You know, it's and it's something that we. It's just you know alien. It's it's right. truly alien. Truly it's alien. Damaged nanotechnology. Yeah, but I, I think the basics of life is propagation, right? And that doesn't uh, presume presume uh, sentience. <laughs> you know. So like we're sentient, but this thing comes to to this uh, planet and become it propagates. life, yeah, and it propagates with water. And I love the fact that it like if you give it salt water, fucks it up. What happens to us if we drink salt water? Fucked you up. Yeah, it fucks us up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we stand up too tall. And we fall over and break <laughs> <laughs> all the time. That's right. That's right. It's so fun to watch. Yes. 
Yes. Now we had mentioned that you know Grant Williams is sorry. He was in the Incredible Shrinking Man, but uh, mm-hmm. the the director John Sherwood. Does anyone know what favorite movie of ours that he directed? Uh, uh, the creature walks among us. Well, that. But I was also thinking he also directed Francis Joins the Wax. So, you know, <laughs> Francis got really? What the fuck yes. is that? What is that? What? <laughs> Francis the Talking Mule. That's right, Francis the Talking Mule. Uh, yeah, yeah. Creature Walks Among Us, and this is like his only two like horror science fiction films on his resume. He did a well, lot he of. Only, like, he only apps. directed. He only directed like five films. But yeah, he, was, he was an assistant director he was for assistant years. Director for like forty films. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mostly a lot of romance and adventure, cowboy movies, yeah. you know those kinds of things. But but assistant director, yeah, for the most part, but only a few features. Yeah, um, yeah. But but the fact that given he did, you know, two of his five features were pretty good movies. Creature Walks Among Us and The Monolith Monsters. You know, he obviously had picked up some enough from being an assistant director to put out a, a pretty efficient movie at 77 minutes um still tells a good story yeah. and it still has rewatchable uh, uh, you know ability you can watch it and enjoy it and a couple years later watch it again and it is every bit as enjoyable second or third or fifth time through yeah if you're in the mood <laughs> <laughs> well, i guess that's yeah what's a good yeah, rock like movie i could watch oh <laughs> it, it, it it reminds me of like the the escapist kind of 70s movies that kind of build upon themselves like the car <laughs> you know, cars on the movies I put on. As bad as it is, there is something to it that allows me to suspend my disbelief yeah. and just enjoy the build, enjoy the ride. Just like, yeah, I know I'm going to be taken on this trip, and I'm fully letting myself just go with it. And that's kind of how I feel about the Monolith Monsters. It just, I, I, I love it every bit as much as the movie we talked about for for last week. You know, Night the Demon in a very different way, but I, I just find this every bit as enjoyable. I think there was a lot less people scowling too, because uh, yes. what was it that, that Dana, whatever the main guy in uh, um, Dana Andrews, Dana Andrews, Dana Andrews, yeah, that dude had a permanent scowl on his face, like everything was just uh, everything was just Should've seen him cracking the world. Um, well, maybe as a monolith monster. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think my hot dog's done. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi, <laughs> Mahatma Gandhi dog. Give me my hat, McCain Jeeves. <laughs> um, so if we were to compare the two, um, you know, because this was actually going to be one episode, but we decided to split it into two. Um, so if, if we were going to compare Night of the Demon with Monolith Monsters, what would the differences be? The monsters are pretty tall. Um, <laughs> that's that's the similarity. You don't know how tall that demon is. I don't. Well, I could tell when he picks up oh, the guy. Oh, the similarity. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. But Never we mind. don't know how tall the the models are. Although, from the point of view, the perspective shot when the when the guy's driving out with his truck and he kind of stops out in the desert, they're looking like they're they're hundreds of feet pretty, tall. So I think the models are taller than the demon. But yeah, I think you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, yeah, I, I, they're mm. both such different movies in the fact that we have the horror fantasy aspect and now we have more of the science fiction. This is, the Monolith Monsters is a bit more formulaic. It's not nearly as d- directed as brilliantly or with the, the thought of putting such a strong visual palette. You know, it's about the functionality of telling a story. Yeah, yeah. And, but and I don't, go ahead. 
I'm just going to say it's it's television of its time. Yes, oh, yeah. It, I, I'd said that yeah. as a movie. Yeah, I said that to Tar earlier. I'm like, going, this looks like it was made for television because they're out in the desert one yeah, minute. They probably and then they drive on to a, a very obvious set the next. You know, they probably used a lot of the same stuff. No, everything was yeah. Everything in that, especially in that time period. If you look at a lot of these movies, you know, there's a transition from from the movies and and the usage of you know. Uh, similar locations and okay. props yeah and but everything. how do they decide? And, and the people the people that's the main thing all like the everybody that's involved if you look and go deep almost all these people are tv people and they're but they're they want to be movie people so they make movies hoping that they can become a movie person yeah like the guy who's playing the weather the weather forecaster i forget oh, yeah. he's a great character actor he's yeah. in, done all yeah. kinds of tv was he in dennis the menace yeah i think yeah wasn't yeah. he the dad he was the dad wasn't it? Yeah, great, great TV actor. Um, and yeah. plays this kind of very stuffy meteorologist, you know, yeah. kind of thing who can't communicate in simple English, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then, but that's that's my that's my uh, the difference between the two. Uh, that's the difference between uh, a, a good director in the person of Jacques Tournier and a mediocre director. Uh, now, I don't want to say mediocre. I say an adequate director. You know, efficient. Um, right. It's, it's a very yeah. different style of, of movie, and he's not. Yes. Yes. Going for the, yeah. Different style of, of approach to a vision, and he's simply trying to tell the, and the story. Look, you know, and the uh, look of it. Turnier right. is 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 filmic, and the other one's Sherwood is documentary is television. Almost. Well. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Turnier take a turn at Francis joins the wax. Just to see what you would well, do. you know, I, you wouldn't see the I mule. Would, I would buy it because I already have the blue Blu-ray of uh, Francis. Francis joins the wax. Yeah. The collection. Nice. nice. They're they're great. Blu-ray. What is movies? Blu-ray? Yeah. What is this? Twenty fourteen. Yes. <laughs> Leave it to Feather that enjoys the donkey show. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about monolith monster growing. Oh. <laughs> I hope it doesn't break off like these. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, nice. Yeah. Um, Wilbur. So, did I hear correctly? So, Fez, this was your first time watching Monolith Monsters. Yes. Uh, same yes. here. Oh, you too, Gadfly. Wonderful, wonderful. That's that's exciting. Talking about movies for the first time, sharing that because we've we've all seen so many movies. We have that in common. So it's nice to be able to to talk about movies first time experiences well and I, I what i like about both of these movies is being irritated for the first 30 minutes <laughs> going why the fuck am i watching this movie uh, to, to then at the end we're going oh yeah that was awesome i'm glad you know, it was. like no it was and that happened with both both movies like i literally was like what you know and then you really like kind of get into the gist of what whatever they're doing and it's nice because they're both ones a much higher production the night of the demons um that mcginnis guy oh my god great um and yeah. then uh the uh um monolith monsters uh it, it felt very boring at first but then i'm like oh no it's a procedural you know and you're literally mm -hmm. watching that whole thing uh, unveil and you go okay this is whether it's sound science it doesn't matter it's in the movie it, yeah it's in the movie logic uh, yeah you know, science 
So I, yeah, I, we have the point of view connection with the the girl. We're supposed to, you know, we can feel sorry and bad about her. We have that impending kind of immediacy where she's going to die if they don't figure it out. And then we have the larger scale threat when they discover that it's water that causing the girl, but it's right in the middle of a thunderstorm that they discover yeah, yes. that, that it's water. So I love that. Like, oh, Damn shit, it. what's going to happen now? Yeah. Well, well, I like when they they do figure out it's water that makes it, and then the dude decides to turn the faucet on. Oh, let's see what happens. You know, <laughs> try it again. Okay, but but both of them, I think, are possibly about science because um, Night of the Demons could be uh, hypnosis. Like all of that. Like I was wondering, sure. like, like, did he give him some sort of poison or drug to kill him in two days, or then later it became like, did he make a suggestion, uh, and does the suggestion involve having this piece of paper? That's the prompt that gets you to right. But that, to me, that, that that's what the movie was. It, was. it was supposed to leave you with that doubt: was it actual magic or not? You know, kind of like the 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 movie that um, Roman was it Roman Polanski the and Johnny Depp. Um, Love that movie. The uh, where he's the book collector. What is that oh. called? The ninth, ninth gate. gate. Yeah, ninth, yeah, the ninth gate. Yeah, has a lot of those kind of point of view blurry kind of shots where it could be something demonic maybe this girl's at the end maybe not you know kind of thing is that 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 what reminded me when i saw neither demon again of the ninth gate like oh i see polanski borrowed this from tunier this method oh absolutely of, yeah i think yeah. He, i think he was big on that with everything he did wasn't he taking elements yeah like uh, i think chinatown i think, I think so. isn't isn't like they're like a, a ridiculous number of scenes that he literally constructed from other movies you know that were noir movies i don't know oh probably i i'm thinking just the way that movie looks period but you know everything's built upon something else okay should should we go into the uh briefcase it's time time for the briefcase all right hang on let me let me get some music in here so whoever's editing this mark um yeah I'll give you a cue here. And oh. Put some music in here. Let me see if I can find something. Oh, I think I got something. Hang on. Okay, and cut. Mark, that's for you. Okay, thanks. You ready? What do you want? Yeah. Something electronic, funky, what? Let's let's do yeah, something like like chill hop. Lay it back funk. Oh shit! Well, that's so spe- that's so spe- that's so specific that it fucks me up. <laughs> I want some autodidactic hop. How's this? Yes. It's a little bit peppy, but that's okay. I'll take it. Oh no no no! Oh no no! no. Wait wait! Anything wait. more sleepy? A little more drowsy? A little more coffee house vibe? Chill, oh, chill, oh, Mike, oh, chill. Okay. Yeah, let's do oh, more oh, chill. Oh, okay okay. Something with some vibraphone if you got it. Oh yes. <laughs> Hello. Lionel Hampton's one of my favorite thirties musicians. I love the vibraphone. Oh, that was one of the, right, nice. Right, right. Oh, the bands of the thirties and forties. Who boy. Yeah. I, I love the big band. Uh, well, thirties more than forties. Yeah, yeah. I me too.
Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a thunderstorm in the distance. No? No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, see, that's what I've heard from all my ex-girlfriends and wives. Come on. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Anything you got's fine, man. I'm 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 serious. I was looking for more of like a low low key vibe. Some slower tempo. Wait, wait. Nope. Nope, oh, that's super low tempo. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Strolling down the hall. How about that? No. Mrs. Marple. That's not really that's a cool man. It's good. Yes, that. Lots of that. Layer that. That one? Yeah, that'll be good. Okay. You good? You ready? All quiet on the set? Yeah. Jag vet nog vad ni pysslar med och expumpar och dumpar och jumpar eller vad fan ni kallar det numera. Siro dumpar och hej Dumheter. Vad fan jag ska visa er hur man hoppar. And that, inmates, as you know, is our sign that we are going to the briefcase. That's right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fans, fans. Briefcase. Briefcase. Wait, I got the briefcase right here. <laughs> there it is. Wait, wait, wait. Crotchless panties. Hoinia. Oh, Hoinia. Let me put those back in my chair. I wear a box of briefcase. I need room for my junk. <laughs> okay. Ah, tonight's briefcase. Ah, we're going to talk about something that uh, we'd like to impose upon you fellow inmates for your own experiments when you leave us I know it's such sweet sorrow when you no longer hear our voices but until next week we're going to encourage you to check out some cinematic gems or genomatic sims either way <laughs> <laughs> something to watch until we come back next week so we're going to start tonight with uh, 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 Gadfly, would you like to talk about something that's in your briefcase? Yeah, uh, I'm going to step out of the horror science fiction genre that we normally talk about. And I'm going to talk about um, I don't know, a, a movie that I think is hilarious. I mean, it's really hilarious. It's a movie called Boy on the Western Front. <laughs> so hilarious, he forgot the title. Islands of the Lambs. <laughs> it's a movie called Bowfinger. Um, you should go watch it because it uh, has a lot of funny people in it. Um, it's about Hollywood. It's about me- making movies. And um, go watch it. There's that's as brief as I can get. Okay, that was pretty brief. Uh, that was. That was a very tidy whitey. I was expecting a little more play in that, but we'll take it. Bowfinger. All right. Also starring Heather Graham, correct? Oh, correct. yeah. That is correct, Alex. That is correct. That's right. Yeah. For 300. Eddie Murphy and uh, Eddie much. Murphy and, uh, you know, 
Steve Martin. Yeah. Dean Martin. I thought he had passed a long time ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should have seen. I someone to get me a drink while I'm trying to fuel up this blonde. <laughs> yeah. Watch oh, what, watch what I pass. Professor Feather, would you like to talk about what is in your briefcase? I've talked about this movie before, but I'm going to talk about it this time, too. It's called Henry Colon Portrait of a Serial Killer, and the colon was meant to be funny. Okay, thanks for <laughs> laughing. 1986. <laughs> this movie is about Henry Lee Lucas and Otis. Oh, and their escapades. Oh, probably is not the perfect word. It's a quaint way of putting uh, it. But, uh, their, their, their adventures. Yeah, blood capade. Maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Um, this movie was directed by John McNaughton. This is one of the absolute creepiest movies I've ever seen. Michael Rooker plays Henry, and Michael Rooker is absolutely brilliant. He's nothing like the real Henry Lee Lucas, but he brings a quality that is just as sinister as you can get. That's Henry, colon, portrait of a serial killer. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that one. It is a terrifying Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Uh, creepy. Dr. Tar? Yes? What is in your briefcase? I'm going to go classic. I think everybody should take a rewatch of This Island Earth. Ooh. Classic, all the classic elements of uh, two-fisted science. <laughs> True. It's just, when two fingers great. of science ain't enough, we're I, going with two fists. With, uh, with Rex Reason as a lockjaw, you know. Yeah, I, I like the movie. The Technicolor, it's just, it's just a fun movie. Uh, yes, I highly recommend it. It's a classic. Not the MST version. They they just did a disservice to that. I think. No, I did too. I, that, yeah. I agree. Yeah. The Hound yeah. of Hell agrees. Yep. That's right. Down Simba. Down Simba. Which briefcase would you like to open? <laughs> oh, the briefcase I'm opening is stuffed full of leopard purple leopard print spandex shorts. I would like to promote the 1996 movie The Phantom, based on Lee Falk's 1936 character, The Ghost Who Walks. Oh, yeah. Billy Zane, Treat Williams, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, it, it's, it's got great people. It's written by the guy that wrote Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You don't think this is going to work. It works beautifully. It's pulp. It's comic book. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's just watch it. You'll get a kick out of it. It's wonderful stuff. And it's still really faithful to the character. Absolutely, it doesn't. Absolutely. It's not bastardized in any way. It's a lot of fun. No, nope. yeah, it, you, you just have to accept that there's a white guy in a purple spandex suit running around the jungle. If you get past that, the movie's awesome. Oh, and what is this? A ship full of women? <laughs> Gadfly's yeah. favorite line from the movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Phantom is fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, uh, in my briefcase, don't cut me off, Gadfly. In my briefcase. <laughs> I'm pulling out uh, another rewatch from 1990, The Exorcist 3. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I love this movie. It, it, is a, it is a police procedural, a detective movie with a supernatural twist. It has a closer connection to the original Exorcist than The Exorcist 2. And it stars George C. Scott, Ed Flanders, Jason Miller, mm. Scott Wilson, and Brad Dourif. Um, Brad Dorff's performance, man, and uh, is just amazing. And Jason Miller. I mean, Jason Miller still looks great 
And uh, so if you've never seen this, uh, it's it's got one of the scariest single shots, I think, in any movie history. And uh, if you if you have seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. And especially if you've seen the Exorcist TV series, in the second season, they revisit this scene. And I when I saw the scene being set up, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do this. They're going to do it. And they did. I was like, <laughs> so happy. So Exorcist 3, check it out again. You won't be disappointed. You'll you'll be glad that you did. Uh, I think we've I think we've opened up all of our briefcases. You've seen all of our briefs and shorts and and we've, we've aired them. <laughs> yeah, so they I think some of them need to be taken out to the creek and scrubbed. <laughs> and uh, mine, I'm just going to go right back into the old uh, toxic hazard pit and just buried with the rest of the waste. <laughs> For, fermenting my man musk. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this is Dr. Dar. This is Professor Heather. This no. is the midnight gadfly. Did you hear that, Doctor Head? I did. I did hear that gadfly. Thank you for enunciating clearly for me, for once, loudly, for once. Yeah, about that time. Uh, this is Doctor Head. I must throw my underwear away. And I, <laughs> ducking, and the blue buzz. <laughs> and you are listening to. And that one came out sideways. <laughs> and something slammed shut. <laughs> yeah. My briefcase. <laughs> Where can you find us? Unsaneradio.com. Where can you email us? Unsaneradio at gmail.com. Uh, where do you find Tar and Feather? Unsaneradio dot. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I can't find it. <laughs> where the hell? I forgot I moved it. I keep on getting links to a briefcase site. <laughs> Uh, we're on Facebook. We are what we we are what's known um, in the nomenclature of uh, tracking such things as uh, um, we we have made our presence known on Facebook. We are very presence. <laughs> Radio on screen on the Twitterverse. Mark Justice writer on. Facebook. Okay, Tar and Feather, T A R R A N D F E T H E R dot com. Those wacky boys. <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> and then we freaks, did we say that? Not two yet. E's. Okay, two E's, two E's. <laughs> we freaks. Freaks. Yeah, the New York Times called it uh, fucking funny. 
Wow, that's awesome. Frappin'. I know. <laughs> Frappin'. <laughs> that's that's the online paper that's spelled T Y M E S. It's a frappin' good time. <laughs> Uh, Psycho Cinema can be found on Facebook. Marcus. Psycho Cinema is the uh, brainchild of Tar and Feather. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't know about it. All connects, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah, it's Tar and Feta. 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 Tar and Feta. Dot cam. Dot com. <laughs> As in the cheese. Today's episode is brought to you by What's in Your Briefcase, Bitch! <laughs> Dang! <laughs> Cue the music! <laughs> Alright, that's good. We're ahead three. <laughs> I'm ahead.